Listeners everywhere, welcome to The Movie Show with Joel and Ryan, the weekly fix for your screen addiction and a trusted source for discussion of all things film and television. Please keep in mind that for the purposes of this podcast, Joel and Ryan are not acting as journalists, but rather fellow moving picture enthusiasts. All of their opinions should be taken as such. Also, please be warned that while Joel and Ryan may seem like petulant children, they are, in fact, adults who may occasionally use adult language. While they promise to bleep out all the worst words, it's a good bet you will still understand what they were saying. And now, with no further ado, here's Joel and Ryan. How'd you like that? Ooh, 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 Joel, did you like that one? Uh, it's it's great. No, you know, you had a in the early days when we were doing this on Zoom when we came back when the pandemic, you know, hit and everything. Uh, you know, we had tried for a while that I would uh, do the opening, but the ooh's never quite lined up because you're, you know, because of the digital age, you're hearing this, you know, slightly, you know, split second later than everything yeah, zoom, so zoom didn't like that didn't want to accept the first noise i made so it, it right distorted it as well which was weird yeah yeah you'd get the instead of the ooh, it always be like ooh. yeah it would, yeah exactly yeah and it was like hey come on zoom um but yeah no it, that's a solid one i felt uh, like hey, i everybody. nailed it i felt like last week i sort of chuck norris did a little bit so <laughs> I wanted, to get, wanted to get back on track <clears throat> Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Show with Joel and Ryan. I'm Joel. And I'm Ryan. And uh, you're joining us on a casual Saturday uh, when we're recording this. And uh, this is actually show two of the day um, because Ryan and I are very busy, very popular people. Um, uh, But we also love you. We love you dearly, uh, dear listeners. And so we, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we you know last two weeks ago we didn't have a show because uh i i was sick and and ryan was uh, a little bit sick or a little under the weather too physically and indisposed, so uh, i like it was indisposed it. yep and, sick um, is not exactly accurate but indisposed covers a lot of stuff yeah, he was day-to-day uh, he was on the injury report his day to day. We both had and, minor uh, ailments causing us problems, so we and so we're just like, man, let's just let's just take a week off. But so we didn't, you know, and I, but you know, I got we got things going on in our lives, so we wanted to make sure that we had um, another show for you guys, and this way um, we can, you know, sort of keep the love, keep the momentum, the Joe momentum, if uh, if need be, and. Um, yeah, but uh, but then we were like, okay, yeah, but then what are we going to talk about? And uh, we realized, hey, I don't know. Um, so uh, we uh, and then that that sparked a more a larger meta conversation that we had about all of the all of the topics that we still have to talk about uh, that we have compiled over the years. Some of them, uh, most of them real, some of them not so much. Some of them have uh, helped us spark our way onto other uh, other uh, other topics. Um, and we kind of thought, well, let's let's kind of go back and maybe, you know, this might you could you could view this as 
maybe we're culling the list here a little bit, getting rid of things that we're never going to talk about. Maybe we're like, okay, there's something here, but how would we do this? Uh, how would we talk about this? So we, you know, we thought, let's bring you a little, it's been five years. This has been a five-year relationship between Ryan and I and you, the listener. Um, unless this is your first show. In which, welcome. Hey, we're happy that you're here. No, Don't know how you should kinda... not. This should not be your first show. <clears throat> sure. Uh, go back and listen to uh, the the uh, the the sword fighting, the duel uh, episode from uh, several years ago, or um, maybe the uh, what were some of our other? You know what? <laughs> That's one of the topics that we had to start us right. <laughs> we were going to do the top five movie shows with Joel and Ryan so far. <laughs> what was it? Oh, that's yeah, hard that was to one do of the topics we came. Yeah, that's that's one of the topics though. we came up with. But this show uh, but, it basically is the shows that we didn't do and why. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a few things could happen. One, it might be funny to hear some of these because you see when we're trying, you know, when we're saying yes mm-hmm. to something like best Simeon sidekicks. <laughs> what are we saying no to exactly? So you get to hear some of that. You know, what? we assume that'll be funny and fun. We'll see. The other thing that might happen is we might do a mini show for a bunch of these categories that maybe can't be padded out into an actual show. We might right. do them right here. It could happen. And the other thing is maybe there's some good ones in here. There are. I know there are. Yeah. Where this conversation will spark us to actually <laughs> do a show about them in the future. Or if you guys hear anything. Any suggestions? Mm-hmm. Some of these might be suggestions that listeners have made. They have sent them in, and we have discussed them. So yeah, um, you know, one of the best yeah, ones so is, the- is one of the best ones was from I can't remember her handle. She's a friend of ours. She's got a very cool internet handle. Um, it was about novels, right? Novelizations. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and just talk about adapting a novel and the difference between a film and a novel and the was that experience. Sugar Cube Girl was that Sugar Cube Sugar Cube Girl? Girl. Thank you. Yes, yeah. it absolutely was. Thanks for remembering that. Um, that's awesome. It's it's breadth though is massive, and so it's it, it, right. That's that that the most common reason things are rejected is because they are massive or they are tiny so you get to mm-hmm. hear a bunch of those which is fun that one's massive and it's great idea but it's sort of that literally that idea of adaptations and novels being adapted into films and do they make good films and is the film better like that finds its way in natural that's a thread that goes through not all of these shows but many 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 of them so that really is a thing worth talking about is it a yeah, thing yeah. we could make a show out of it, it's tough to say if we could because what right because once you start talking about Silence of the Lambs, or once you start talking about The Godfather, you're talking about that, and then where are you? It's just it's a very difficult thing to pin down and uh, mm-hmm. to compartmentalize, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas other things are just like I, you know, that's great, I, it's fun, but I can't, we can't do a whole show about that. So, <laughs> which I say, hey, we've done, we did a whole show about Simeon sidekicks. We can do anything. Well, that's one of the uh, ones that would have been rejected. That that survived it lived yeah that show that show yeah that show existed beyond um our better judgment beyond (laughs) um beyond its own i mean it it should have never survived it was ready to die at any point in our conversation and we kept coming up with spoiler plate reject list stuff Mm -hmm. and yet we just did it anyway because because i reacted to it the right way in my mind i went Mm -hmm. boom 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 i had like a top four right away 
that that's why it was doable because otherwise i get these and i'm like oh that's great but i can't think of anything <laughs> and if i can't mm-hmm. think of anything we're not going to be able to talk about anything so that's what yep. it boils down to um unless so, but, um, unless you're talking joel solo show which yeah in which, there. that so, might still happen it's still good well it's got to happen at some point because you did a solo show yeah. i owe you a week off where um <laughs> i'll just record a show and you uh can kick back hell you could even come on the show if you wanted and just sit silently while i flounder around and would, <laughs> and you could just you i would be able witness. to i would have to save you not not to mention that I'm one of those people where if you're like strangers in the supermarket, like talking about Flash Gordon, I will interject <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, um, yeah, well. I'm not like that anymore, actually. But as a kid and as a young adult, frankly, I, I mean, it's just it's a horrible thing to be that mm-hmm. way. But I just would be compelled to to say something. You know what I mean? And yeah, I would I, like I was like I that in public. About myself, but that 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 thing it isn't killed within me; it still lives within me. So when uh, I will say that was the hardest thing when I lived uh, in New York, being on the subway right. was you know you're overhearing everyone's conversations, and when somebody and you're just like you're wrong, you're wrong. Don't just don't say because because if you interject, then you're you're still stuck on the subway. If you're outside and you're you know you're oh you're at a supermarket or whatever, you can head down a different aisle. But if you're in the subway, you're stuck there. And so it's like you can't just go, actually, that was um, that was uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in that one. And uh, I I didn't do it. And I'm really good at not doing it to correct people. So I'm glad for that. But I always want to be like, actually, or did you know, it's all that kind of stuff. And it 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 doesn't matter that I'm not correcting people. It's still totally unwelcome. Those people don't know you. They don't care what you think. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up. That has yep. never gone well for me in life. I learned the lesson without being able to stop the behavior. And finally, I was able to stop the behavior. Yep. I don't know how, but I, I just knew <laughs> it was inherently a bad thing. And so I don't do that anymore. But I do do it with people mm-hmm. I do know. I will cross the room at work to, to get into something. I, you know, <laughs> I'll still do. I don't. I, I'm, I think I do a good job of not doing that, too. But every once in a while, I cannot help it. I will do it. Mm-hmm. I love talking about stuff and believe it or not, I like listening to people talk about stuff. So it, it, it's hard. That's a thing where, especially if you're an introvert that, that it's hard to explain, but if you're an introvert that is as like verbose and gregarious as I am, which is really a disguise for for being an intense introvert. Um, You, when your chance to interact comes along, it's just really, really difficult to suppress it out of just simply because of manners. Yep. But manners are important. They may be more important than ever. So I, I do appreciate that. And I believe it, it was the uh, great, uh, the, the philosophical work, The Kingsman, that said, manners maketh the man. Well, um, that's, and um, yeah, that ain't, there ain't lying. Uh, so yeah, um, but hey, uh, do, so do you? So uh, yeah, yeah. If you see us eating our snacks, because we're on show number apologize. two for the afternoon. We're on show number two. We're on after obnoxious. We're, I got some popcorn here. Kind of fun. I have my uh, choco mochis, uh, Japanese chocolate covered Japanese rice crackers. My goodness. Uh, yeah, that's I went fancy today. <laughs> um, 
my uh yeah my mom was like yeah i think you should try these and i'm like yes i should they're good um but uh yeah hey so uh, let's take a trip in the wayback machine let's go back to uh five years ago when we um first started remember how we um remember how this whole idea came about of where we're just like well hey uh, i do but at the time we were sworn to secrecy about it and there's still some details we kind of can't talk about or but i mean or if we're being smart about it we won't talk about but yeah I- but the, the the bottom line is is we had we had the opportunity um and and uh to to start writing down some thoughts writing down our thoughts about movies writing down writing some some either either uh uh critiques or you know doing uh criticisms of uh, doing some film criticism and just writing some some film uh you know articles you know articles and I think, about films i think it was important that we were asked to write at least it was important to me you can you may have different but we were asked to write historical reviews yeah 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 this this was supposed to evolve into something else but it we were asked That's to write historical important. reviews and we were asked to pick ones from this vast genre list that we were enthusiastic about. We were asked specifically, we weren't, I guess we weren't asked specifically, but we were encouraged. The the idea was to get some of these classics under our belt. So to Mm -hmm. write things that we were enthusiastic about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and and we, and they literally, and we had a giant list and we all had to, there were several of us located around the country that were, uh, that were, you know, we were all kind of working together on this stuff. And we were all just like, I want that one. I'm going to take that one. And I'm going to take that one. And that was really fun. As Uh, as the last person to choose, I can tell you that was, I didn't move very quick on that. Oh, okay. Well that, yeah, I was pretty lucky. And, um, and you know, and then it was, it was fun to sort of go, okay, are, am I going to review, am I going to talk about this movie through a modern lens? Am I going to talk about this movie as if I just saw it? Uh, it was really fun. And it was, a it was, they a wanted way. that, that I, although I was, I proved incapable of this, but they want, <laughs> they wanted that <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I can't take something from history and not provide the history as you guys know, I just can't. Yeah. Um, and they understood that about me and accepted that about me. Thankfully, that was really nice. But um, I mean, that was really nice. That support was really nice. Uh, but they, yeah, what they wanted was you just watch this, or you this is your reaction to it. It's it's like you would write a review of whatever's if yeah. it's Cinemart right now, you know. And yeah. they wanted it done in that style. And I just I proved incapable. Of that. Well, and I you know one of the, the one of the movies I chose uh, that, that was on the list and I chose it was Wizard of Oz. What could I possibly say about Wizard of Oz that hasn't been said by literally three thousand other people? Right. So I you know so it, it, like for me it was like well Wizard of Oz there's no way Wizard of Oz could have gotten made today. And here's why. And that was the, the that was my way in on that article. And they were like, "Oh yeah, that, that's a, that, I like that. That's a good." It would take. never and, survive the Peter Dinklage tweets alone. Right. Indeed. Um, but so you know, I, I bring all of this up, and we bring all of this up to to talk about. Yeah. So uh, it was that, and there was that idea that that contextualization of these films, the history, the stories behind the stories, uh, and everything that that led Ryan and I to set to to go. Oh, you know what? Maybe we should maybe we should do a podcast. Maybe we should figure out a way for us to talk about these films, not just on paper, but to actually talk about. It. Um, 
And yeah, so well, that, they, they were planning on doing like an entertainment tonight, like like a pretty fancy thing and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, my idea was, well, how about we just be the morning show radio guys instead? Just and really get into it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> really get deep into all the, well, yeah, all the weird we little can, details and you know. And we'd be the shock jock guys with like and we'll do all the sound effects and yeah. Which if you go back to the early shows, there is a lot of that. There's a lot more of that than there is now in our Zoom shows. And now it's a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but uh, no, we, uh, (laughs) but we did want, so we bring all of this up to say, you know, there there are several of us that were uh, doing, doing this. And, um, you know, Ryan and I moved on uh, and, and the, the, the big, the bigger project, um, either has fallen apart or is still in the way. We don't even know. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Ryan and I have... It's still a glimmer in, in somebody's eye, yeah. but it, it's not yeah. a thing that is likely to happen. So we had to decide whether our little ambitions and ideas were worth going out on our own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we did want to talk. So, so we, you know, so we created the, uh, the movie show with Joel and Ryan, uh, and we've had, uh, five blissful years with you, uh, the dear listener, uh, bringing our, uh, our stories, our insight, our shenanigans. And, uh, but we wanted to also, uh, we wanted to give a shout out, give a highlight to a couple other people that were involved in, in this project and this germination that they have moved on to, to create, you know, it, it inspired them to, to move on and, and create things. Um, and that's a, a website called cinemascholars.com. Cinema Scholars, what a great name! We should have asked them to name us. Oh, oh! We could you imagine if we were sitting here? Welcome to Cinema Scholars with Joel and Ryan. Holy crap! Would that have been? I mean, Move Show is. Great, we had a perfect name actually, but for copyright reasons and the fact that we were no longer associated with this bigger project, it couldn't be used. Yeah, so it's going to be great. So our our that's another that's a whole nother show, right? The names that we weren't called. <laughs> <The name. laughs> I don't even know where all those are anymore, though. We because th- those got written down too. Yeah, they they're someplace else. But they, yeah. nevertheless, it's funny that that we really did try and call it something less socialist and mm-hmm. you know generic as the movie show with Joel and Ryan. But but in the end, I think that's a good name for us because it is what we are. And I feel like if you if if the thing you're doing to be clever isn't quite working, then at least be straightforward about what you are. And I think that serves at least yeah. it serves my personality pretty well. Yeah, it, it it does, and it is a little bit uh, straighter to the point than um, which I believe was my top choice, which was uh, Ryan and Joel talk about movies while sitting on a couch. Two guys sitting on a I, couch talking about movies. There was the couch thing had several different variations that we the cou- couch that we earnestly there, tried yeah. to make work because I think it's it is what the show was. Again, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, but it how you. It, the idea how were the how are you going to make a logo of that how are you going to put that on a t-shirt mm-hmm. like that's could, not that there have. are actual t-shirts that you can buy so don't start writing in about that but the idea was you should still name your show that has a marketing value to it right yeah and that that's the thing that one was missing but can i just say that that what bothers me so is i you know i do this every week and i have the tile but the best part of the tile uh, that our dear friend Carrie right uh, created for us. I yeah. sit right in front of our, the awesome uh, ampersand uh, this thing. Yeah, the ampersand made out of the film reel. It's 
spectacular. I and, I, um, I put Carrie through the ringer when we were working on that because I basically gave her every idea that we had. Even the, the couch was even going to be a part of this at yeah. one point. Um, I believe. I guess I did find. I did find a message going. Ask her if she can make a couch in there somewhere. And it and, it, and yeah, exactly. I, and it over, I don't even think you responded to that. It overwhelmed like, her, yeah. and eventually I was just like. Uh, no, no, no. Don't listen to me at all. The original idea, it's it's a logo on the side of a traveling medicine show wagon. Just yep. do that. And then it simplified and then we got this. Yep. Does that make a snake oil salesman? It might. Well, um, we are to a certain degree. The metaphor is not mm -hmm. lost on us. We admit it right in the logo. Yep. Um, but we are, uh, but so, but the cinema scholars, we wanted to give yeah. a shout out to, uh, Diana De La Torre and, Diana. um, and Diana De La Torre. It's hard because it really is spelled Diana conventionally, but yep. it's Diana. Diana and, De La Torre and, and Rebecca uh, Elliott, Rebecca amongst Elliot. others. Yeah. They have several people writing but, here, but, uh, um, boy, Diana and Rebecca, they've been around, they've been to all the, they've met all these stars. They've been to all these conventions, they're uh, out there where we are hidden mm -hmm. here in our own layers, projecting yeah. our our minds out onto the world from the safety of our home homes. They're out there like living the life of actual film critics, and they're such good writers and mm -hmm. such they, they really smart good. people. And it was a joy and a treat to, uh, as far as Rebecca goes, to work alongside her, and as far as Diana to have Diana actually refine and, and help mm -hmm. me become a better writer like i can't say yep. how awesome that is yep. and how cool those guys are when we yep. needed um, questions for our early episodes we haven't had questions in a long time because you people don't write us questions anymore and we can't keep bugging diana and rebecca but when we needed a bunch of questions diana gave us a whole pile of them like it, they it were just very supportive of the endeavor even when it, even when we knew the big main thing was falling apart so but and yeah, and so it's but it's not just to support them because they're neat people. They're the real deal. Though that site mm -hmm. is full of really great insight on current events, on current movies, on older films, everything. It's 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 really worth your time if you're a movie fan. Yep, yep. Uh, Cinema scholars. Uh, let's see, Rebecca and uh, um, well, the, uh, since this show, yeah. Hi, mom. How you doing? Is Jennifer asleep or something? Nobody answered. Oh, okay. Nobody answered the door. Okay. Your mom uh, is here. My, my mom is making a surprise appearance. This show has everything. Okay. It really does. Awesome. It really does. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I heard the doorbell, but uh, my wife must have fallen asleep. Um, it can happen. Anyway. Your wife's a busy they, lady. She's very busy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to the point, uh, Cinema Scholars, Rebecca, Diana. Uh, we wish you all the best. We uh, want success, nothing but success for you. Uh, we want so much success for you that maybe some of it shines over on us and people maybe. will pay attention to us. I don't know, but <laughs> cinemascholars.com. I hadn't thought uh, of that, but sure, maybe, maybe some of it will rub off on us. It's, yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, the more you read, um, the more you read. Uh, all right, so, um, yeah, so let's so let's just dive into it. So the the master list, uh, the master list of shows. Oh, um, one last thing that we had. Oh, wait, no, no, I was gonna say. Oh, a couple things. I have two things. Okay. See, I'm just so distracted now. I got so thrown off by by. Hey, if my mom door, walked my in mom. here, I would my skeleton would jump out of its skin. Yeah. So you actually was, handled uh, that in a pretty cool way. 
I, you know, thank goodness uh, they know the code to the. Uh, I'd rather the, my the mom garage. catch me masturbating than podcasting for you <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say either uh, the, the the latter will hopefully never appear. Uh, the former, I should say, will hopefully never appear on the latter. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry uh, I brought it up. I couldn't resist the joke when I thought of it. No, it's a good joke. Um, but uh, first, uh, so we left you last week, dear listener. We left you with a big old cliffhanger. Oh, um, well. If you remember, yeah, there was yeah. a big old cliffhanger of Ryan going, I got to win this thing on eBay. <laughs> and we're like, well, can you talk about it? And he's like, no, because I don't want to jinx it. I got to right. win it. When and I win it, or when I lose. And then, of course, I, yep. I check. I was going to wait till the show was over, but I checked during the show to see if I won. And I won. <laughs> and it was but the Blu-ray to... to Married with the Mob, the Jonathan Demme film from 1988. Which I I'm think not going to tell you how us... much it cost. It cost twice what it should have cost, but it right. cost half of what it's selling for when you're just buying it now because it is out of print. Well, there you um, go. And that was why I really wanted to bid on it. it. wasn't so much that I can't get it anywhere. It was that it saved a lot of money by doing it this way. Um, and my bid was the sweet spot because I, I, there were 10 bids and I came in just under my number was what I wanted for. So, so I called that one right. I had to wait. I really had to wait till the last minute. And mm -hmm. I won it. And just real quick on Married to the Mob, the reason why it's important that I win it, because I've never seen it, Joel. Oh, wow. Yeah, the re but the reason I need wow. it is it's Jonathan Demme's film between that came out between um, Something Wild and Silence of the Lambs, which are both classics. I don't think Married to the Mob is quite the classic. Those are. But it's 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 it was a big hit movie. It's got yep. Michelle Pfeiffer in it, who, if you've heard me on the show, I rave rant, rant and rave about Michelle. I just think she's... I, there, there, there's lots of different flavors, so it's a pick your flavor thing. But I think she's absolutely mm -hmm. one of the best actors of her generation. And here she is in this comedy where she kind of carries the thing. And I, you know, I, I wanted it. Yeah. I, I just want to have it. The shelf feels incomplete without it, even though I haven't it, seen it. And now I get to see it. It ha It will have a good home. Yeah, and it's out it of print, so home. it costs like a hundred bucks. You guys have all done that. Oh, I, I want to buy this movie. I mean, maybe and you don't, like, but you go to eBay and then you're like, oh, it's $279. Great. Um, this, is, this isn't quite as bad as that, but it's becoming one of those, and I really wanted to get it. So it's, it's rude of me to do my little eBay adventures. I really mm -hmm. believed in my heart that the show would be over by that point and that I wouldn't do a full well, two-hour show on Peter Hyams, but, but as but always, hey. I was wrong. As we have discovered over the last five years, there is nary a topic that Ryan and I can't kill two hours on. Yeah. Um, Except everything you're about to hear. And, <laughs> and maybe we could. Well, some of these we absolutely can because we will be talking about some of these. Sure. Um, and, and also, dear listener, if you hear one of these things and you're like, how did they not have this on here? You, should, you should let us know. You should let us know. Hey, uh, Joel we Ryan boycotted the Oscar ceremony and people spoke up. Awesome. But yep. speak up. Show with Joel and Ryan Page I mean, Facebook. it was awesome that people spoke up and that we got to have a yep. conversation about it without just being whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, if we say something you like, it's okay to speak up then, too. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, we we deserve love. Uh but we uh yeah. Um so but we were also you were gonna mention uh let's see back back when you were indisposed when you were on the uh the uh IR uh, uh listed as day to day. Um I, I had asked you 
were you know were there any things that were did you get a chance to watch anything fun uh did you get some good movie watching in while you were uh where you were um uh what indisposed um i was mostly indisposed Sorry, everybody, during the NFL Combine, so I mostly watched that. I'm a pretty big mm-hmm. NFL fan, and I'm a super big like off-season NFL fan when my opinion seems to carry more weight than it does during the season. Um, so I mostly watched that, which was really nice to have some sort of news thing going on. I really feel oh, the I same thought, yeah. way as sort of compromised and terrible and not in tonally connected with what we're going through in the world. I, I was grateful for the Olympics for the same reason. I always had something to distract right. me that was actually happening. And that wasn't just, you know what I mean? That wasn't just my mm-hmm. favorite movies. That wasn't just war games again, or chariots of fire again. Um, right. although I watch a lot of that stuff too. So I haven't watched a lot of the newer things that I've seen lately. Um, I saw steel Dawn, which I'd never seen with Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah. Well, which is uh, one of the post-apocalyptic things in the uh, in the wake of Mad Max this is one of the last ones actually. But what mm. what Steel Dawn was, and I was this is very disappointing because if you look at Steel Dawn, you think two things, right? You think, ooh, Patrick Swayze and uh, post-apocalyptic, awesome. I like Patrick Swayze. I like cheesy whatever. Or you say, look at this. This looks terrible. I'm going to love this. And what you get is neither. It's such a bummer. What you get is a re- yeah. a, a short remake of Shane with like 80s punk hairdos and costumes hmm. that is okay. that is super boring. I, in a way I admire it because was a- because it's not it's not going for corny, cheesy, you know what I mean? It's not an exploitation film at all, which is probably yeah. why why Patrick wanted to do it. And also because he found a group of producers that were willing to cast his wife in it. Um, which she's good in it. So that's a bit of nepotism that worked out, I guess. Uh, but it, but the disappointing thing is, well, this is neither a cheap B movie nor a really good a movie. It's neither. What do we do with this? Yeah. Um, I was going to make a joke. I was going to make the joke that, uh, Oh, is that like a, is a sequel to red Dawn? Um, but, uh, which might've been better. Red Dawn is better. I mean, Red Dawn at least is what it is. This film, this film's, it's a Western, but it, it, it just, it, and it couldn't have been a Western. It would have been a cheap Western populated with nobody. Part of it is the sparseness of it. That is, if it works at all, it works because Mm -hmm. of that, because it's a lonely, quiet, empty world that this all takes place in. Whereas if you were going to do a Western, you'd have to have people you'd have to have an ensemble you'd have to have a living breathing town and everything so that would have been more expensive and more difficult to do so i don't mind the idea of shane being remade in a sci-fi way but there's nothing sci-fi about this except the only thing that makes it not a western is the tight jeans and the crimped hair Uh, other than that the big bangs you know other than that it truly is a western in every way that's what it is at its heart right and the guys who made it just didn't they didn't they didn't make some dud piece of garbage they just made something that doesn't work and that there you go 5 out of 10 yeah. right? the world mm-hmm. is full of 5 out of 10 movies we forget that in our 10 and 1 film discourse of the present day you know here's a, here's a 5 i can neither love it nor condemn it but it's 
If that um, is it, it ain't going to show uh, up on any list I can imagine. So there's my quick take on Steel Dawn. Right, right, indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless it was directed by Peter Hyams or something, we, you know, uh, you know, one of those type it of wasn't. workmen. Like, okay, well, there you go. So it's not going to. It was directed by a producer, basically, and he mm. he did a decent job. It was written by Doug Leffler, who is a, also a producer slash director. So these guys know a little something about movie making. And right. They, they they certainly knew enough not to fall flat on their faces with this. But the sad thing is, from an entertainment standpoint, it'd have been better if they had. You know what I mean? It'd have been better yeah. if they just sucked, because then we could laugh at it. And you can't really do that. With this is a very somber, serious film. This is not what I was expecting when I saw you know Swayze's poof just shooting out the top of his headband on the cover of the thing. I thought. Yeah, y'all, this is happening, you know. And then when you look at it, I was like, what? Did this come out? 88? This is like a post-Dirty Dancing, pre-Ghost Swayze film, where it feels like it really, it feels like an 82 movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It feels like, let's do Conan the Barbarian again, except this time for 14 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's a lot, the late yeah. 80s do not have a lot of that. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting, but it's not good. Uh, okay. Well, um, you, so you, hey, you know, it's the first time in a while we've had Patrick Swayze mentioned on this show. So no, I'm not uh, a huge fan of his. I don't dislike him, but I, I'm not a huge fan of him nor really the projects he typically is drawn to. So I, right. I've not been. They're worth talking about, but I haven't really talked about them. Sure. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm realizing uh, what I, you know, what I failed to do uh, in preparation for this show is, I mean, a, a show like this really could have like, uh, could have benefited from like some sort of jingle or theme song or, you know, sound or something like, you know, like, what are we going to watch? What should we watch Ryan? Those and, are uh, your Paul Schaefer-esque jingles are really fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have the keyboard in front of you so you can yep. kind of but i mean you know he's got no, yep. paul's got nothing on you those are really really good ones to come up what and, are we and, going and to i think watch? we both agree right late night he yeah. was the best at the he really was it was like uh <laughs> it was we got topics to talk about but we don't know what we're gonna say on the show what are we gonna watch and there we go. There's uh there. I'll maybe I'll pull that and make something out of it. We'll see. Uh, all right. So um so I broke down uh this master list here. Uh we have we have you know we have our recurring segments like the deep dives uh that we're we spend entire shows on um gotta which are great. Dive. Yeah, got to do a deep dive. And um you know and so uh but we have you know so we have the deep dives and those can be on pictures, directors, actors. Uh, we have the countdowns, which also sometimes we'll do, you know, we'll take a director or actor um, and, and do a countdown of their films. Or a um, genre or whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah, we have the, the, the big genres. Countdown we also have be anything deep dive, yep. deep dive pretty much has to be a movie or a movie series mm -hmm. to really qualify, but doesn't not exclusively, but primarily. Yeah, and then you know you have I have you know I have a, a just a, a thing here of just like 
lists that we could do that kind of are sort of, you know, they could be genres, could be something, could be, just, they're just sort of things that eh, I think we could, they think there's a show here that, and you know, we also have eras of films that we could talk about uh, sequences in film. So if we really wanted to get into some of the minutiae, like we talked, we had the sword fight, the duel, uh, the duel, um, uh, yeah, we really want to do car chases, and there's a, some that are a demand mm-hmm. to be done, but yep. are hard. When you start talking about, go watch all the sword fights, go watch all the car chases. I mean, you're asking a lot to mm-hmm. to pin us down. At sword fights, we were able to do because we sort of narrowed the time frame. Yep, car. There's some great yep. car chases, but it's hard to pick just yep. a couple. And then we have uh, then we have some of the uh, the other show ideas that really don't have a category. Uh, I called them they're like brain droppings. I call those um, Joel's ideas. Yeah, that's a lot of them are my ideas. Uh, one of the one of the most common refrains. So what I ended up what you know what I ended up having to do for this is I'm like God because so many of them appear in in our little Facebook message thread. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like uh, trying to scroll through, and of course it has to like load the the older yeah, ones in there. Yeah. So what I what I what I found out you could do is you can request from Facebook that they'll just download your entire history into a file and send it to you. Wow. And, and uh, so I requested all of my Facebook messages, and then I was able to just go to uh, Ryan. You started at the beginning, and, first off, which is probably helpful for a project like this. And then, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it was actually, you know, it was all the stuff that you and I have talked about. But and, and actually, you can sort of see some of the genesis of this show coming in because we're talking about what we're writing. What are you working on? Oh, hey, can I borrow that Willow? DVD, you know, your Willow Blu-ray right, right. to which you, to which you were like, you have to take care of this or I will kill you. And, um, and I'm like, yep. Uh, and, I will not uh, be parted with Willow. Of course, Willow, Willow is not out of print anymore. Uh, Disney to their credit, put that out, but it, it was at that time. And it was, it was at that time. Me, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, and it's fun. It was fun to see all of the, the, the progression of our discussions. And then, then as we watched, the larger project that we were working on sort of start to fall apart. Then it turned into this discussion of, Hey, uh, I have a microphone. I have a mic, you know, you have a microphone too. Maybe we should uh, get together and talk and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But yeah. And then we, you know, then it was all of these fun uh, discussions. Of course, you know, there are the genre lists that we could do, but like you said, Ryan, these are huge. These are either, these are too, you know, so it was like, some of these are too big, like to do a a list of rom, you know, romantic comedies, top, top documentaries, top nonfiction movies, top (laughs) sci-fi movies. These are giant. Right. They're too big. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, we, we are able to get into, so we're able to narrow it down into things like musical biopics, Mm -hmm. like picks on musicians, uh, biopics on politicians, biopics on Hollywood people. Uh, so, you know, we're able to, you know, uh, pol- you know, instead of just dramas, we got political dramas, courtroom dramas, police dramas, medical dramas. We, uh, you know, so uh, all of those uh, types of films, murder mysteries, alternative realities, 
Um, murder movies. mysteries from just murder mysteries from 1971. You could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, survival movies, Royal family movies. No, that's a good uh, yeah. Um, alien invasion films. Those, those you know, sort of come up on their own in these other sub. They kind of do. Yeah. But, but that's uh, not a bad one. I like it. School films, movies that take place like, where school is uh you know an integral part of the of the uh of the piece we would have to uh, do we, school films without rodney dangerfield uh well then i don't want to do it see that's what see? happens when we're having our discussions you guys yeah um if there are we deal can't, breakers if, that come into if play. i can't if i can't spend at least 20 minutes talking about thornton mellon I uh, I I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. The Academy um, of Arts and Sciences didn't let Rodney Dangerfield in. Really? Didn't let him in. <laughs> and he's wow. like, "Why? I'm in Caddyshack. I'm in Back to School. I've carried my own movies. I'm a movie star. I know I'm mostly yeah. a comedian, but I'm I'm part of the movie business, y'all. What what the hell? Yeah. And they, yeah. their answer was, mm. and he's like, "I guess they just think I'm not good enough. I mean, you know, I'm in Natural Born Killers. That was around that time he was trying to get yeah. in." Just, just a shout Weird. out to Rodney. Since I was, since I just pooped on him, I thought I would say, you know, it, it, he deserves yeah, to be in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts. Say what you want. He yeah, he, yeah, say what you want. He carried films. He was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, oh boy. Yeah, there was a period of time there where he had, he had like his, you know, a Rodney Dangerfield film was not unlike, you know, he was like an like an Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler films are very much a specific type of film. And um, Rodney Dangerfield, yes, yeah, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield for the most part. I mean, a Rodney Dangerfield film. Every is, once in a while, Adam Sandler's in a movie, but mostly right. they're Adam Sandler vehicles. Yeah, that is a yeah. Very if they're happy, type of film. a Happy Madison production is a very specific type of right. type of film. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have legal thrillers that take place outside of the courtroom. That one we'll do at some point. Well, we did that. Uh, we did that when we did the Grisham episode, really. I mean, yeah, essentially, we, you know, yeah. you, it, what you, right. I mean, so we kind of already did it. I mean, uh, yeah. th- three of the six of those would be on that list. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Legal true. thrillers is the Grisham thing. Yeah. Although there, we could do more and exclude those. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. when we would, I, that one, I agree. You say, well, we were going to do that. But when you think about it, it's a little trickier to do than you think. Or I believe we would have done it by now because that's yep. a favorite genre, both of ours. Yep. Non-CGI animated movies. Uh, so this would be like the, you know. Cell animated. Cell animated films that, you know, that aren't, you know, basically, basically just doing what we can to eliminate Pixar and uh and, and, and madagascar you know, th- and all that yeah yeah happy feet yep trying to think of ways you'd to- have to do that because i've seen none of those movies i mean mm. i just can't say none but i've seen almost none of them so right and it, you know and it's hard i mean and and we'd have to because cg i mean it's even movies that are basically sell uh are, are sell produced uh uh animated films are still edited and you know rendered and everything done on on computers now so there Does is anyone a, do sell animated films anymore i mean no, what was the last no, one? not not princess, old no princess yeah, and the frog I, or whatever that was the last big one probably probably a little me that might that probably even but still had the rescuers is um, is, is a 
animated movie that I love that wasn't rendered on a computer. So yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what, you know, that's, and that's where uh, it's a chance to talk about movies like that, like secret of NIM. Um, which yeah, is one of my that's your choices that there's the Disney movies, the Don Bluth movies and the Don Bluth Disney movies. That's yeah. there's a couple others that might sneak into that list. A couple of which I'm thinking of right now, but I'm not going to spoil them. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> that show could still um, happen. That show could still happen. I want to do that show at some point. It'll be a hard one. Uh, like the one that, uh, uh, well, so the, the original um, question that Sugar Cube Girl uh, brought up was, uh, it started with, do you have to have read the book before seeing the movie That's based on one. that That's book? A good one. And that was the question that she started. And then that we put that, into, we should have put that in questions or something, right? We did. No, we did. And oh, that, we did. that was, yeah, we did. And that, you know, and we, you know, we talked about, and then by and large, we said, no, you don't have to because cinema is a different storytelling medium than a book. Um, but and, but it's the reason it's a great question isn't because it, I do think it does have that relatively easy mm-hmm. no answer. Well, I just say but, large, largely that was, yeah. But the relationship between the book and the movie and how you experience them and in what order and all that is, mm-hmm. that is uh, ripe for interesting Things and every time we do an adaption, or we talk about one, I don't want to say every time, but when we talk about adaptations from novels to the, to the screen, we try mm-hmm. and engage in those ideas, and so it, right. it it shows you that 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 idea that that she was asking us to address directly is well, it's it feels like a little much for a show on its own. It's something we constantly engage with because it's interesting. Yeah. But that uh, that led to, you know, so the, the based on a novel or book adaptations category is a little bit too large. But we did we, ha- you know, we at one point talked about doing a classic literature adaptation, non Shakespeare group. We sort of did that with Dana with Jane when Austen. we did the Dana with Jane Austen. Which but that remains was- maybe my favorite show that we've ever done. Oh, really? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a really great one. I, I guess maybe it's not my favorite show that we've ever done. It's my favorite show that I go back and listen to. It is my most listened to. Really? Show. My most. Really? My most Facebook watched show. It's a comforting show to me. Really? Yeah. Even wow. though, even though you got up I... in the middle of the show and watered away, and we didn't even edit that out of the show. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff in it that's. Yeah, as I was you say, I was so I I was so distracted. I had so many other things going on. I'll go back and I, listen to it. Dana and I at least are brilliant. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe the, you know. <laughs> no, you're um, brilliant too. It it's the three of us. It, that's a special thing. I you know all of our guests are special to us. There's no question. You and me and Michael. You mean Rob and Michael? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a yeah, reason there's why a, so many it, people come back. To but, me, that's a special thing. Sharing this with them is a special, special thing. Dana mm-hmm. is also special, but Dana's not you, me, and Michael. Dana brings something different when she comes into this thing. We both sit up straighter. You know, there's something different that happens. It's a whole different dynamic, and yeah, and I love that. And of course, and I love period dramas, and I love Jane Austen film adaptations and i loved talking to it about them with her who i think is an authority on them even though dana is the same age as us uh dana has always been like the older sister that we're always trying to impress kind of yeah truly (laughs) and so when with all the cool friends and with all the you know she's like hey dana um what do you i was um hey (laughs) me too right cool yay 
No. Um, uh, yeah, so, she's awesome. So, you know, when you're talking favorite episodes, maybe that's coming up later. But that, but that I, you know, again, I, it's hard to pick a favorite or pick a best. But the numbers tell the story. When I want to listen to, I don't listen to the show very much. There's some of these, a couple of them I've never listened to. Well, I always try and listen to each one once. I think that's kind of part of the, you get better, you know, you have to go back and listen to yourself and see what you did. So right. we do do that. Um, plus we get that precious, precious, precious watched and listened to count. That, oh. that one tally. Hey baby. Yeah. At least oh. one person watched this, even if it was just me. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's one that I, that's one that I've returned to multiple times, which just shows you that I love, that I love it, that it's, that it's not just a show that I'm proud of, which I am. It's a memory that I am, that makes me feel good to relive. Yeah. I have I have a top show that is far and away uh, like there's a big there's a big gulf between number one and number two wow. uh, for me with with our show. All right, we'll get to um, that. We'll get to it. Um, it'll come up at some point. Um, or does yeah, it come up that, now? I, I assumed that was a thing we talk about in this show. Uh, well, you know, it'll come up at some okay. point. I, I I don't need to. I don't need to. Do it right now. Right, leave something now. for later. Leave people. Out <laughs> uh, we also, ta- you know, and and the kind of the last one here that I'm happy you were just little... here to find out what I won on eBay, right? I mean that that, way, that worked. It's magic. Yeah, me. I should have should have saved that to the end. Oh well. Um, but uh, you know, we also talked about superhero movies, uh, non Marvel, non DC, uh, to see if there's to you know see what we could come up with to see if there's um well like uh spawn i mean i'm not even able to think of any yeah uh hancock maybe mm. uh my super ex-girlfriend mm. that one pops in my head that's one of those uh, where the idea is great but the list of movies all suck so i uh, yeah i'll talk about it yeah Plus, that, i talked a, about yeah. hancock on the solo show baby check it out that's true you did Ryan flying solo um, and we also, you know, there was, we have primarily over the last five years spent, uh, um, um, we've talked almost exclusively stayed in the realm of cinema. Uh, but you know, we did, you know, we have we had a some few television, TV but episodes. yeah, not, we've done we, some not TV much. Episodes. We originally had sort of this idea that we would talk, you know, at length about TV, talk about movies and stuff. And then we kind of, we both sort of leaned into the film history, film discussion, um, I think uh, the story has always been the, so so much the launching off point. So I think yeah. if you wanted to get into the with the story of Babylon Five, like it's a kind of a daunting thing right. to try and tackle. Even our Game of Thrones show, where we kind of try and talk about the whole deal, we really talked about the ending because that is what had just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do more of that though. That's not. There's a, a couple. Of, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple of shows here. Um. Let's see. Uh. One of them uh, was um. Our sitcom uh, series <coughs> finales episodes fantastic. Matter of fact, I believe yeah. that's still our most popular show ever, in mm. terms of people who've engaged with it, listened to it, commented on it, watched it. Yeah, that was that. That's up there. That's one of my favorites too. It's good. Uh, that was your idea. That was a good one. Uh, we had, and we were going to do TV's for TV first episodes, like where that pilot coming out of the gate, you're like, holy crap, that pilot was amazing. Did the rest of the show, you know, then we could talk about, did the rest of the show live up to what was established in the pilot? 
blah 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 you know but um or great shows know, which crappy pilots would be a fun one we could do great shows uh one of them that was pitched to us i think this might have been a uh, friend of the show trish uh bad final seasons to good tv shows <laughs> shows that hung on shows that hung on for one too many seasons uh, there's a lot um, which there are many yeah which there are many but, but that's to, a great topic i that i've forgotten about um hmm. um yeah that was right, trish they might maybe um, you're on with that one we'll see that's a great one. We, a and great then we idea. had a tv spaceship cruise uh and we we're gonna try to see if we could do it um without like not not excluding star trek but to make sure that we didn't like make it a, a total star trek heavy uh episode spaceship oh, cruise cruise yeah tv spaceship cruise um you know and that tv we spaceship did, crew we did ships right didn't we did we? ships as as a uh i believe that was a what do you do uh segment no no was, this um, was really really early i think we did cruise dude did we do cruise? Yeah, I think Firefly won. I'm sure it did. And I think Deep Space Nine and stuff like that. I, I, we did that show. It's a very early show. Did we do that one? Oh, yeah. boy, that's embarrassing. So if you're listening to All us right. on Apple Podcasts, that show has been eliminated from your cast. But if you go to Podbean, you go all the way back to the beginning, I believe you will find that like around episode five or so. Wow. Well, that would explain it. Yeah. Because uh, that I, is a great yeah. idea for a show. And it's. It's matter of fact, it's way more than you could ever talk about, and yet it's specific enough that you could do a show on it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, those are the great days of the show. Lean and mean, yeah. hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, and then we Starship really Cruise, fell in baby. love. Yeah, we fell in love with our own voices there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then of course you can talk about uh, eras of films. Uh, you know, we had the World War II films. Uh, the that uh, are in the you know Europe the the European theater. The World War II films that are in the Pacific theater. Um, World War II epics. World War II movie fans. We got a season. We got you. Season five up. is the season of the movie show with Joel and Ryan for you. Uh, we've not about talked one, yeah. about that very much, I have to say. But that's mm-hmm. a genre of film that's dear to our hearts, and it's dear to some of the, our friends, our really good friends' hearts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a couple okay. of top, a couple of my sentimental favorite films, a couple of Joel's top favorite ever films. Um, it's they're coming. It's going to be really, really fun too. So yep, yep. So yep, don't worry yep. if you've been asking for World War Two, you're you're going to get it for sure. Yep, we got some fun ones coming up. Uh, the Roman Empire, you know, we, mm. we've talked about Pompeii, but there's mm-hmm. other movies in there uh, that we could be talking about at a greater length. Biblical epic, biblical yeah, yeah. epics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bible, hilarious book, for, you know, with, with a, you know, lots of funny, funny stories. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, so those are some other, so those are some of the genres. Yeah. Talking about biblical movies, here's, here's a little favorite anecdote of mine yeah. that I can't, that makes me laugh every time you guys, it's not, unfortunately, this is not ha ha funny. So don't feel bad when you don't laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, cause, um, there's a old Gregory Peck biblical epic. One of the early ones called David and Bathsheba. And it's about King David and his illicit affair with the married Bathsheba and how that brings down his empire. And then there's a movie that came out later about his son made by King Vidor, one of his last films, uh, called Solomon and Sheba. And it's, 
and what I think is funny is it's, it's it's going for that David and Bathsheba sort of affair sort of thing, but it's not. It's about Solomon, not King Solomon before David, but Solomon, David's son, named after King Solomon, who does not have an illicit affair. Although I haven't seen the movie, but but it historically and even in the Bible or whatever, does not have an illicit affair with the Queen of Sheba. Her name is not Sheba. But I love how they twisted it all to make it mm. feel as salacious as possible, even though it was made in about Bible thing for God fearing people in an era of intense censorship. <laughs> Somebody's job was still yeah. to pull the sexy out of the title in whatever possible way that you could, <laughs> and that makes me smile. Da- David yeah, and Bathsheba like pretty good. Solomon and Sheba not so hot, but not terrible. Yeah, but. Very, very funny that they went back to that well more than once, even though neither yep. of them were really much of a hit. Um, yeah. So see, I got a lot to say about Bible movies, but uh, so to date, I've been sparing that you all. From yeah. That. Um, yeah, biblical epics. I mean, that's... Uh, that, huh? They yeah, were I mean, a whole there's... thing for a while, man. Yeah, they were. And they, they represented... More more importantly, I think they represented massive achievements in the technical filmmaking because they were the early scope pictures w- that were really really difficult to do and took mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of visual flair and a lot of scale that hadn't been attempted much in uh, in other films. A little bit, yeah. but not for like a whole movie. When you got that big ass frame, you got to fill it with stuff, you know. And if you're going to tell something that's three hours and forty minutes long with the intermission. Mm-hmm. You got to fill it with a ton of stuff. So it, there's a lot of storytelling in those, but yeah. And, and well, and you know, when you get, you get people, you know, when you're like, I'm going to tell this biblical epic, there's a lot of people that are willing to fund you to do that. The show that could they, happen because I watch Bible movies, even today, the show that really could happen easily is, you know, top faith based funded modern films that take place in biblical times. That's a mouthful. Oof. We'll narrow that down. But there's a bunch of those, some of which are very, yeah. very good. I don't want to ever do faith-based movies. I honestly don't want to watch a bunch of Kirk Cameron movies and no, stuff no, like no, that. No, no, no. That will never happen. That will never happen. But the, the ones that, that take place promise. in biblical times mine a different kind of thing. Yeah, you're talking about like that, Noah, that, that Russell Crowe Well, no, Noah I, I wasn't thinking that? of Noah. I think of Noah oh, as okay. a historical epic more than like a, a little Bible okay. movie. But. You know, uh, Joseph Fiennes did one, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. He plays a Roman centurion whose job is to investigate the possible resurrection of Jesus. And that's an interesting Hmm. way to come at that story. And it's full of really good actors. There's one about the story of, of the, of, of, um, Joseph and Mary. Is that Risen that you're talking about? Tween Jesus. Which one? Risen is that what you're Risen, talking about? With that is what I'm talking about. There's another one um, about the Jesus family, Joseph and Mary, and Jesus moving back from hiding back to their original homeland and being chased by some Romans because somebody is starting to believe the rumors about them, and they don't really believe Jesus is something special. They just want to kill the rumor. And Sean Bean is in that, and that's again, that's a very clever film. And there's a bunch of these, so. There's a great one where uh, it's like the final temptation of Jesus coming in and out for the desert where Ewan McGregor plays Jesus. There's a film where um, Rona, uh, is that her name? The uh, From Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Social Network. 
Rooney, uh, Rooney Mara. Yeah, Ma- Rooney Mara. Yeah. Where she plays Mary Magdalene, and it's a it, with Joaquin Phoenix. We talked about it briefly in an end of the year show. There's a bunch of very worthy, intimate films, biblical films like that, that have just come out in the last ten years. So I okay. kind of did the show here. Maybe I won't do it. But if you want to hear more about those, it it really is one you kind of gotta ask for because. I'm assuming you don't want to hear about those. <laughs> I mean, just the term faith-based brings up the, an idea Oof, of that yeah. it's a it's a crappy thing. It's yeah. it's a fireman struggling with an opportunity he had to cheat on his wife, but he didn't, and Jesus loves him now because of that. Hey, like, that's the kind of that, that college professor that's like God is dead. Yeah, and then the student stands up and says no. And then there's the really dumb ones like the shack or um, heaven is for real or, you know, they're not even badly made movies, but they're just they're saccharine like Hallmark Channel sort of takes on faith, which I tend to shy away from. Um, I do. But the Bible, the Bible's a period movie. There's a sense of adventure to it. There's a sense of transportation to it. There's all this stuff that I am drawn to. And so I am drawn to those. And I've seen most of them. And we could talk about them. So that's just an idea. Interesting. Mm, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Some of these other ones. Let's see. Uh, rom-com couples. This would, These are some lists that we could do. Uh, <laughs> so picking out our favorite coupling up. Um, it's easier than villains. just flat out rom-coms, but it's basically. Well, that's what I mean. Show. That's what I mean is, is it's, it's narrowing down that. Yeah. Yeah. That trying, trying to narrowing, trying to narrow down that that larger topic uh super villains part um, of the problem and- too is that our our regular recurring um movie club guest shauna hates rom-coms so we don't even have a woman we can talk about rom-coms with i could find us a woman that would talk rom-coms with. <laughs> well i i really think right. two, i really think the two of us you don't like rom-coms rom-com. though i like i do like rom-coms but that's not the point the point is uh. it I really feel like that's a category that needs another perspective that I'm not able sure, to sure. bring to it. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think we should be. I don't think two middle-aged white guys, one who's married, one who's not. I don't think that that's. Uh, I don't think that our our opinions on rom coms are really going to carry a whole lot of weight. And I suspect we our somebody... audiences don't much care what we think about them. But if we're wrong about that audience, tell us. Mm-hmm. And and Joel, if you've got an idea for a guest that we can have, a friend that wants to talk about that stuff. Let's oh, do it because I think that'd be. Su- I mean, it, it's fun. They're fun movies, and they're so they're mm-hmm. fun movies to talk about. It's a different tone that you get. You get to be gossipy, and you get to talk about the whole thing. Is is neat. Yep. Um, scariest artificial intelligence. Ooh, that's a good one. That one's yeah. That one's one of your early ones that you came up with. I like that a lot. Uh, I forgot yeah. I came up with that, but that's a great one. Yeah, I, scariest I, artificial I, yeah, intelligence. My mind. You know it's good because my mind is flooding with ideas. Yeah, so. you just go. Yeah, that one's really good. Johnny Five, super scary. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, uh, this this one originally it was movies based on SNL characters, but I also feel like there's a show here just talking about the evo- like Saturday Night Live as a jumping off point for movies into movies and, into and movies and, and movie and, careers. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. So I sort of. I sort of feel like there's there's something there. Uh, or just top five Chris Kattan movies would be really cool. Well, there's that, yeah. Um, and and I still think the best one, 
we're, we're we haven't gotten the best out of Chris Kattan yet. I think it's, yeah, the best is still to come. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. these best actor ones, with respect to Sigourney Weaver, who's still alive and making Avatar sequels. Um, <laughs> that's why you haven't seen or, or heard from her. In ages. I know. I um, know. You know, uh, Sam, uh, same, same, Zoe Sam Saldana, they've all been making Avatar sequels. That's why they yep. haven't, that's why you haven't seen them for a half decade. But we felt like, well, she's got a career we can talk about and maybe she'll defy us and ma- get, get another one on the list. But we yeah. do sort of wait till they go away to try and define them by those yep. statistics. Um, I, at some point I want to talk about whether, whether we do a, a, a breakdown of Christopher Guest and, and the, you know, Christopher yes. Guest films. Yeah, that has to happen. Uh, that, we, that is a thing just, that will happen. Or are we doing just uh, uh, our favorite Christopher Guest characters, uh, you know, from, from the movies? But yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah. Im- improv, top improv comedy films, which will all be Christopher Guest and Christopher Guest adjacent movies. Right, right. Um, now we, we did, you know, we did the massive, uh, James Bond episode, but, uh, we have also talked about doing, uh, you know, uh, doing an episode, uh, listing off like our favorite Bond characters that could, you know, that would be like tertiary and, you know, the, the secondary and tertiary. We characters. tried to hit on that when we did that episode, but yeah, but so there's it, certainly further discussion that could be had mm-hmm. about that. Um, this one was one of mine that I, uh, I actually, I think I put it in both of these categories, uh, in the brain droppings one and in a, a legitimate one, uh, because I couldn't tell if you were joking. Um, uh, our top, I our top, fa- our top favorite athletic trainers, <laughs> <laughs> it's which funny. I kind of love. It's not a joke. So there you go. I, that's yeah, the, that's I, I'm like, because because in my head, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm lifting, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I could do it. Yep, yep. Um, here, this hero's sidekicks, we could do, uh, you know, the uh, yeah, sidekick episode. It was hard enough just to pick the best monkey sidekicks. Yeah. Well, and we could, and we could open it up and do uh, other animal sidekicks. Robot um, sidekicks, pretty good. We have um, robot sidekicks. Yeah. Uh, do I have robot sidekicks on here? Hold on, I'm just gonna put it on here just in case. Uh, robot sidekicks, but that would just be that'd be best sidekick in the history of movies. Is um, and then I'm just like, forget the person's name, forget the name of the movie. I can picture her. Hold on one moment. Who is who is Ed Harris's <laughs> sure. wife? I hate to define her that way because she's a really good actor. Uh, Amy Madigan. Amy Madigan. Amy Madigan. Thank you. Good Lord Almighty. Um, yeah. The best sidekick in the history of movies is Amy Madigan's character in Streets of Fire. Uh, sure. Okay. I I will respectfully disagree, but um, well, because so I could do I could do two hours just on Jinx. Jinx. Well, Jinx is tragic tale. We don't talk about Jinx mm-hmm. much because of the you know the the, the horrors of happened his after addiction mm-hmm. and the other things that he went through, but. The Jinx is pretty great. Well, the cool thing about Amy Madigan's character in that movie, she may not be the best one ever, but I, it's it's if I'm forced to pick one, it's the one that comes immediately to mind because it was Walter Hill when he was casting that film, Streets of Fire, a rock and roll fable. That's its I know. Title. I know. I yeah. Um, when he was casting that, he really, really wanted Edward James almost for that character, and Edward James almost because he's eccentric and insane 
held out for the Michael Paré role, the lead role in the thing, because he thought <laughs> he thought he just thought he. I mean, he mm-hmm. could do it. There's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's awesome, but he Hollywood doesn't want to see him as the main character in that film. I mean, and he should know better. He should know that he turned down an interesting role in a decent film because of that. But the what happened was Amy Madigan was trying out for uh, Diane Lane's role, and Amy. No offense to her, who I adore, um, was never going to get the Diane Lane role either. She's just not conventionally sexy enough, all that stuff that they wanted. They wanted this person to be a fantasy. It's kind of the ultimate early 80s Diane Lane role. And and Amy just isn't that. Amy's earthy and she's real and she's... And she's all this great stuff. And Walter Hill, though, liked her audition, liked her in the process so much that he said, well, here, look at, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think this is going to work out. We kind of had somebody in mind. We're just trying out other people, but look at the script and see if there's any other of the women in the script that you want to play. And maybe, you know, maybe we we could use you for that. Mm -hmm. And of course there aren't, name one. I can't think of any other women characters in the whole film, really. They're women in it, but they're not characters. She came, she read the thing, the whole thing. He sent her home with it, and he came back to her. And he said, "The best role in this whole stupid movie is this part, the 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 backup guy, the body man to the to your hero. That's the part I would want to play." Sure. And he was like, "Huh?" And he only took a day to think about it. And he was like, "All right, girl, you're on. You got it. You got Edward James Almost's role in Streets of Fire." And I think it's such a cool behind the scenes story. I think Amy's so cool. I think that movie, while ludicrous, is is really entertaining and seductive. And and she's the best part of it. It's it's one yeah. of those just kismet bits that you're just like, wow, that's that all worked out. Sometimes Hollywood against its own better judgment gets it right. And that's a moment yeah. for that. So that's true. So there you that's go. That's true. That's Joel, a good one. Joel, not a big Streets of Fire fan. You can tell he's holding. All I that. I watched Streets of Fire so many times, man. Growing Did you? up, that we, yeah, it was always it was that was one of those that was always on HBO. Yeah, when we do on when we do another HBO, I saw it on HBO episode. Yeah, it's eighty four. Um, so we dropped, we stopped, I believe, at eighty three or maybe yeah. eighty four. We'll see. But that's another one that yeah, is a good on one all the time. It's also and, beyond the Walter Hill episode, no doubt. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Unconventional heroes is another one that we uh, uh, had talked about. Uh, best portrayals of the afterlife. That is one that uh, I know. One. That one's going to be one. coming. That's fun. Yeah, that one we know is going to happen. This is that's one that a, you had that different, <clears throat> tonally radically different list of films that would be on there too, right. which would be difficult to yeah. negotiate, but that but fun. It'd be a neat show. Mm-hmm challenge um another one that you came up with that would be really fun uh heavy makeup performances oh yeah yeah, yeah. Where, yeah one where, where that where makeup is doing all this heavy lifting and and you know that's a great uh, one dude yeah no Write it's, a solid, it's a su- oh i i'm i'm highlighting the ones that were that we get excited right, about good. here um <laughs> that's a good one uh, <laughs> i the whole sentence we should have done uh, that this. already. I obviously <coughs> I suggested that and completely forgot about it. That's, right, right. That that's a whole category onto itself, I suppose. Yep. Um, <laughs> I like this one because uh, the, the whole sentence was, "Look, if we if it gets desperate and we have nothing else to talk about, we can always just take a franchise and rank the movies within the franchise." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that early uh, days discussion. Well, it is. You can mm-hmm. do it with Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You can do it with you can do it with anything. 
Uh, so I'm trying to remember who pitched this one. This one came from the outside. This might have. Was this also Trish? Maybe? And we've done that, right? Um, we did the Matrixes. I guess we didn't rank them, but we did the Jaws movies. Yeah, I think the we rankings the Jaws are are apparent when you listen to the shows, even if they're not called out. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, we did uh, did Snowy, the Alien movies. Uh, we did the Alien movies. Uh, 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 snowy cold weather films. I think this one might have come from Trish, where the snow and the cold is uh, a, a key a key element to the yeah. storytelling. That's not a bad one. That's a lot um, of movies, but that's a that's a, yeah. some really cool ones in there. I think. Uh, one of yours was favorite movie to get into the Halloween mood. That will be, that will be, we did that, that. one probably will. Did we do the one to get, we didn't the do it specifically, but those movies have all come up because well, yeah, part, part I, of, I think the Halloween experience is to bring up the ones that get you in the Halloween mood. My, my favorite um, has always been, uh, sleepy hollow. Sure. Absolutely. That's a good sleepy one. Hollow. I think that's. That film just screams Halloween to me, even though Halloween isn't even really a part of it. It's just, right. you know, the pumpkins, the scarecrows, the the fact mm-hmm. that the whole thing is shot on a soundstage, that it's all artificial. Um, that, that's that's mine. There are others, We've, that, but that's my that's the yeah that movie's already that movie's about. come up a couple of times because that's a you know, that's one of those that's a, a sneaky good movie. Yeah, um, I think so. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of them, I know this was one that I came up with that I, uh, uh, children's movies that are actually quite traumatic. <laughs> so ones that there movies are, that there are a lot they're of aimed those, at, actually. they're aimed at kids. And then you're like, wait a minute, what? This is a kid's what? movie? Time Bandit. Uh, yeah, Time Bandit. <laughs> that might have been where. I'm still haunted. <laughs> um, this is in a, uh, this one, I can't remember if we did so call me out if uh these these next two i know we sort of did as what would you do uh one sci-fi uh sci-fi movie movie futures that you'd actually want to live in and uh fictional sports teams as if they were real oh yeah yeah Uh, that's a great one we should do that yeah, and that's that brings me to my my all time favorite episode that we did on this show, which, which is, is where we ranked as if the presidents. Real. Yeah, as if they were accomplishments. <laughs> oh, excuse me, goodness gracious, was, I'm terribly sorry. No, no, that was a real oh. collaborative effort. How we came up with that show and and the the mm-hmm. and the leap of faith because we didn't really prepare for it. We're doing a show where we, we're talking where we're lying the whole show where we're not play acting because we were being ourselves, but it, it, I wasn't sure that was going to work and it, it did. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, and, and cause uh, yeah, that afternoon, uh, hanging out at your place, um, there were so many times where, uh, I could have stopped the show from laughing so hard because of, some well, of that things. we were doing that, that, uh, th- yeah. that show doesn't have a YouTube episode. Cause it was pr- before that it was, it was early yeah. in that era, but it, but it couldn't have, because you, you would have just seen that we were, we were making each other laugh like crazy throughout that uh, episode. Yeah. And so. <laughs> and, it, that and we were so having to hide favorite, it and continue yeah. the act you know the show must yeah, go on. but it was yeah, a radio at, show that must go on i visually yeah, it would have been really tough to do yeah yeah i mean you could um, just it could have been a behind the scenes look into it i suppose that would have been okay but it it would lose the earnestness of it which i th- is, think is what makes it work if you yeah. could have seen us cracking each other up so 
Um, let's I love see. that president uh, show. I tell people, you know, if you're going to listen to just one, that one's pretty. I mean, that one is the only one I can promise where every second is substantive and filled with something of use. You know, we're yeah, we can ramble on a bit and this and that, but that show it's from start to finish is a, it was a lot of work and it felt great when we were doing it. And, <laughs> and if we tried to do yeah. it again, it might not, it probably wouldn't be anywhere near as good. So yeah, that's kind of how, that's, you know, you found, you found the, the lightning in a bottle for a moment. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I'm scared to do the fictional sports teams as if they were real, because exactly. it's the same, it's the same concept, uh, concept, but we'll uh, I, it, it would be worth uh, trying again. We'll see it work before. Maybe it'll work again. Yeah. Maybe we would just not, maybe it wouldn't. But we, we were could, uh, more than most shows and more than most weeks, we were ready to scrap that whole thing if it was yeah. if it sucked. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've had plenty of shows that didn't go quite the way we wanted or I didn't, you know, whatever, where we're like, well, it's we said it. It's out there. People might find it interesting. At least the, the work we're talking about is interesting. So we kind of share all that with you, the bumps and bruises along the way. Yeah. It was part of mm-hmm. our – it's truly part of our mission statement was to – not edit ourselves to make ourselves look great. You gotta get it, get the the honesty. You you lose the honesty and, and whatever spontaneity we have to offer when we do that. So we don't right. do that. But we'll right. see. But that one, if it didn't work, it that, that would have yeah, been a horrific been... show to listen to if it wasn't funny and didn't. Oh, totally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fun. Uh, we could rank our top sassy best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh this one will be this one will be a b segment at who's some that point, comedian you like that i'm always ripping on he's really funny but he's something about him uh pat oswald pat we could do oswald, best yeah. sassy best friends but that pat oswald played actually and it would work he's got enough of them yeah he, he does have a few he does have a few and i think um, i have a favorite so that tells you something mm. um I think my favorite do, is the guy he plays in the lifeguard. Just not to spoil that episode, but oh sure, yeah. I think that's as good uh, a sassy best friend as you're ever gonna find in a movie, honestly. Uh yeah, he's he's. I, I was just watching the his Parks and Recreation episode. Uh, just played. I had it playing in the background one day, and it was the one where he filibusters the uh, city council meeting and essentially does the. Uh, the return of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then opens didn't, the multiverse. And didn't, and didn't the yeah. online episode, the streaming version of that, have the all the outtakes of his just making yeah, stuff up oh, of him man. just go, just continuing to go on and go on and go on, and they just let him go, and he's almost hyperventilating because he wasn't breathing. It is um, that is a tour de forest, no question. That's not a, um, that's not a sidekick or whatever, but I, I'll no. take it. That's a really really yeah. good moment for for Patton. Yeah, uh, my favorite uh, of his is when is in his show in uh, AP Bio when he's uh, when he's tr- when they're trying to come up with and this is a cue I can't play it because I I you can't hear what I play when I play it Joel has to play stuff when we do it on Zoom but uh it, it he's he they have trying to come up with a theme for one of the school dances and he really wants to do a theme based <laughs> yes. on uh, Frank Marshall's movie version of Congo. <laughs> I mean, anyone who knows me, you all should know me well enough by now if you're still mm-hmm. listening to this episode at this point. Um, 
uh, Congo, you know, yes. I mean, and he just gets into all the details and he's got this whole pitch that he gives. And it's the women, you know, they're all sitting around and... Oh, sorry. They're all sitting around and they're like, uh, and I had this and I was going to play it whenever we, you know, tripped into a love affair mm-hmm. with something that's not lovable hey, well, at all, like Congo. Hello, ladies. We need you to sign off on... Do it, that's it. Yeah. Thank you, but but I was thinking that a good theme for the dance mm-hmm. would be the movie Congo, <laughs> based on the Michael Crichton novel. It's got everything teens love. It's got gorillas. It's got lasers. It's got a character named Herkimer Homolka. <laughs> Seen that look? Got that look from Brenda for 10 years. <laughs> she hated all my ideas, too. Um... So yeah, that's you. You so cut good. the part with that I actually oh, did the tag. It's just Mary. Um, it's just uh, obscure movies that no one's seen. Don't, Don't make great, great dance themes. Uh, you guys have never seen this. <laughs> that's okay, the cue I have. You um, gotta watch this. Movies right? and, and no, still obscure movies that no one's seen. Don't make great dance themes. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 that's really good. Yeah, uh, I'll have to that get that on. That's, I mean, that's a movie lover's moment, honestly. Yeah, Not yep. a cinema fan or a film addict, <laughs> but a movie lover's moment in the film. And he, he is funny. Herkimer. Oh, that's, that's funny. Congo, we Herkimer can talk about homuncula. that someday. Uh, this one will be... The crappiest be one that'll Michael be a, Crichton films, maybe? That's true. Oh, boy, that'd be a lot of... That's a lot to choose from. Well, um, some good ones, best, too. Best slash worst year uh, movie from the year that you were born. So uh, yeah, I was born in '72. It's easy, too easy. Yep. Uh, Alan were you born? Smithy what's film, your '74. So that's the, uh, all the presidents, man. Yeah, mine's Mine. The Godfather. I mean, they can't. Uh, yeah. That's why that show well, is not happening. There you go. If uh, a bunch of people sent theirs in, and we could have a debate about it or something, but. That, sure. It's not a terrible idea for a show, but it's just maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I find a multi generational, uh, some multi generational guests, and so we could get some people who were born in the 90s, or even if you could find 80s. enough people to disagree that those weren't the best movies of that year, <laughs> we'd <Yeah>. have something, <laughs> but you can't get into yeah. the Godfather. I mean, the best movie of the year, you know, you get into the Saving Private Ryan, and I mean, you just yeah. go through the list, and it's it's all the big best iconic stuff of course so that's and those things are sort of reserved for like not needing the birthday gimmick to work basically so that's why that one works not bad Um, it's the right idea but it mm -hmm. you can play it out in your mind as to what it would be it doesn't really fly uh it would be fun to talk about alan smithy films sometime yeah films that where i'm pretty good at avoiding alan smithy films um but it's an idea and the alan smithy idea is fun right uh we were gonna at some point do a list of our favorite secondary and tertiary characters in the star wars universe do you know the name of the 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 non-diplume that has replaced uh alan smithy by the director's guild Mm, i because we'd have to include those too because they're the same they just different name you don't have to look it up i know the answer i'm asking you for fun no, I don't. Roger Thomas is not... Lee. Thomas Lee. That's right. Oh, that's because that's once Alan Smithy Burn Hollywood Burn came out, they felt like they that they couldn't 
Yep, can't do that. It anymore. wasn't. Yeah. A, it was an admission that your film was crap, and you couldn't use it anymore. Hmm. Uh, and then I also I think that this there's something to this. Uh, this one is uh, we take uh, uh, we take movies that have the same subject matter that came out around the same time. Uh, and compare and contrast them like Tombstone and White Earp and Mission um, to Mars and Red Planet. Mission to Mars. Yeah, that, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of talk about those. Uh, one question that you brought, have brought up a few times is uh, at some point, um, I have to tee you up so that you can uh, tell us why the X Files movies are criminally underrated. Oh my God, they're criminally underrated. So, yeah. You want to know why? At some point. Well, uh, really good movies. That first X-Files movie, it's just a really super good movie. Now, it it doesn't it exist in a vacuum. You have to be mired somewhat in X-Files conspiracy and the big alien invasion plot line, the through line of those those shows, which diehard X-Files fans tend to like less than the standalone creepy shows. Right. But that first X-Files film, just by Rob Bowman, a TV director, it's got a huge scale ending it's got a neat conspiracy it's got lots of fun visual references to hitchcock to all these other filmmakers and it's got it's got some really interesting um really interesting character development that compared to a t the way characters relationships develop on tv is moving at an incredibly fast pace than you're used to from these two characters because the constraints of tv you don't want you don't want to evolve dramatically every episode. You got to do this 24 times a year or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so the film brings their relationship a long, long way, which I think is really, really positive. And the second film, which is the standalone film, is not nearly as good uh, because there's just not as much at stake in it or whatever. But it's got a re it's a really interesting, it, you know, that 20 years later sort of thing where you join these people and you see where they're at and you see what the differences are. Um, and, and that drawing you back into the one last place kind of thing. It's got all the, all the positive aspects of that kind of storytelling, which mm -hmm. I also think is strong. It's not a great movie, but it's just, what did I say? Criminally underrated. Both of Criminally them are, underrated. are really outstanding. I don't think that's a show. I think you just cued me up and there's my opinion. And I could talk more <laughs> about those, those movies, but. They're yeah. they're both good in their own in very different ways, and I I admire them both a lot, and will watch them still from time to time. Whereas the X Files sure. show, while great, I don't have time in my life to revisit that thing very much. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, we also have you know, so we've also talked. Uh, we we've already done some like we've done uh some Spielberg episodes where we've broken down different areas of uh, timeline time periods in his career. Um, but we have yeah, so we you know we got to do we're gonna do some deep dives. Obviously, there's there's some biggies that we haven't touched. Spielberg, Lucas, Scorsese, Wes Anderson, Christopher Guest, James Cameron, Spike Lee, Michael Mann, Stanley Kubrick, the Coen Brothers. Um, we have, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving off several that will come up at sure, some Ridley point. Scott. I mean, there, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a, a, but I think the challenge there is that you, that Ridley Scott, you know, we did the, we did alien already. Mm -hmm. We're going to do blade runner this year sometime. We think. Yeah. Um, you know, it, some of those films, Spielberg films too, you can do a whole show. You can do all two shows with guests on close encounters easily. Yeah, and I I know that we don't 
you know, can't you just say if it's good or not and get on with the point? But that what we do is get into all the details, why they work, why they don't. We dissect these things. Right. And, you know, and that's not, I admittedly, that's not for everybody, but that is, that's what we're, that's what I'm good at in particular. And Joel is good at, at playing along with that and at humoring me for being good at it and making me feel good about being good at that. Um, that, that's why the whole thing works. So those could all happen. You wouldn't do a, you know, the the Spielberg films we did, even though it was loaded with great films, were sort of a, an era full of leftovers that weren't these huge, yeah, yeah. iconic pinnacles of cinema. I don't know how we would do a Francis Ford Coppola thing. Right. And if we did, would we talk about Great Gatsby? Would we talk about Patton? You know, the films he didn't direct? I mean, it's like, it's, there's, it's tricky. But, but we have so, well, but the good news is well, when you rattle off that list, Joel, is... Look at all this stuff we haven't even done yet. We have so I much know. stuff we can do. That's a comforting thought for us when we think we, along those we lines. We haven't, you know, we did, yeah, we did Sigourney Weaver, but we haven't touched Meryl Streep. We haven't touched Emma Thompson, Glenn Close, Reese Witherspoon, Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington. But again, I wouldn't Benning. say we haven't touched them. We have. No, but like, like I mean, it, we've touched them in terms of, but we but haven't not like as their own topic. broken down as their own topic. Yeah. One of them that I like that you is, uh, that you brought up at one point was we should talk we should do a either a, we should do a list of Nicolas Cage movies post movie star era. Those are getting um, better and better as we just as they we're really seeing. are. They really are. Yeah. Uh, deep dive some of the movies that we know we're going to deep dive. We talked about Blade Runner. Um, you know, we could do a whole Godfather thing. Mad Max. I know we've talked about doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've talked about doing two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Yes. Um, We've also talked about doing uh, uh, deep dives on the Spielberg George uh, Steven Spielberg George Lucas relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, we are going to do an episode talking about the scores of John Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody had po- uh, pitched to us about uh, doing a show about the year. I, this might have been Ben, maybe uh, the year nineteen ninety nine as the greatest movie, the year in greatest movie in cinematic history, greatest year in cinematic history. Uh, all of the movies that came out. What was in the best movie in 1999? I I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, top movie my, was The Phantom Menace, but I I don't know what. And I think Sixth Sense came out that year as well. But I I uh, hard to do a year episode when I don't even agree with the premise of the year. We sort of did a half year episode about 2005, and all of those can come up again. Uh, that awesome. would have been. Let's see. That was. Release movies released in '99, so that would have been the 72nd Academy Awards, sure. and that was American that's... Beauty. Yeah, so I humbly, severely disagree that that's the best movie in any sort of year. So it's yeah. a tough one to engage with on that level, but we we could go back and do that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I, I suggest you look to into us. 2005, and I suggest you look deeper into 1989. That might be the nine you're thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I bet I'm thinking of 1989. I don't know, but 1989's got a lot to recommend it. 1999 does too. Hell, any year has got tons of great stuff in it and tons of not so great stuff in it. So, yeah. you know, I, if so, when you're going to sit there and say, oh, best year ever, I, if you're talking about 99, I assume you're talking about, if you're not talking about Phantom Menace, what are you talking about? You're talking about the mummy? I mean, that's fun, but what are you really talking yeah. about? The Matrix? It, I, I kind of like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember in college, uh, the the argument was it was 1939 was the greatest year. In Which it history. is. 1939 yeah. is still 
Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes mm-hmm. to Washington, Wizard of Oz, uh, so the list goes on and on and on and on and on. It's a huge film. Hunchback of Notre Dame came out that year, the, the mm-hmm. Charles Lawton one. Um, there's more that are just huge, and I'm not yep. thinking of them right now. But 1939, when you look at it, it, especially since there were so much fewer films then, is tough to top. It really yep. is a film full of dominant performances and great movies and if you look at 38 and 40 you see that they all there those were also incredible years so that whole era was kind of amazing Mm -hmm. we could talk about 39 Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to have a gone with the wind deep dive i'm not going to want to do that so we really could we could engage with that year in a way that it's harder but i think we need I think if we did that without Rob on board, we'd be doing ourselves and our audience a great disservice. <laughs> right. Well, that plays I think in the category that is definitely where Rob comes roaring in to tell us everything <laughs> that we need to know. Yeah, there, um, there's also an, there's an episode idea that we came up with uh, that I'll bring up in a little bit here that is kind of along those lines. But hey, 39, 69, 89, 99, there's a pattern there. And those are yep. all years that kind of jump out to you for one reason or another. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it. there was, we had talked about doing a show of the top Madonna performances, but we don't invite Michael nice. to uh, on, on the show <laughs> where we just talk about Madonna and he doesn't get to be on. That is his um, uh, uh, so, you know, earlier in the show, you talked about uh, sequences, you know, and how we, you know, we, at some point we will do a car chase yeah, uh, one, but but it's that uh, prob- broad maybe scope. multiple it's, ones depends on how long we yeah. do this. There, you can narrow the parameters of that and really, yeah, you could do one of car chases in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, you could, you really could. Yeah, and uh, but they're uh, you know, but they they are difficult and take a bit of. Here's some other sequences that we've uh, we've come up with. Um, suspenseful builds top you know the the the, the best most, like building of suspense uh worst lines of dialogue and otherwise good movies <laughs> uh our favorite twist endings mm. uh best our top title sequences oh yeah that's a good that's a fun one huh? yeah that would be a fun shit one. i could do just best studio logos through the ages but <laughs> We could do it. We could do a logo. whole like uh, March Madness bracket for those. Actually, and oh, completely. That would be kind of fun. This is an idea. Uh, let me write that down. <laughs> Studio logos. Um, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big logo fan, man. That's a big part of the movie. That's it. Tells you the movie is here. Movie time has come. I mean, it's just a, it's the day before Christmas of the Christmas season. It it is a fantastic thing that I love about mm-hmm. films. So. Um, let's see. Uh, well, this one was uh, pitched to us. Jump the shark moments, a moment where either a movie, uh, jump the shark or we could, uh, open it up to it's TV, a TV idiom that would make sense yeah. to do it in TV, but sure. Uh, we could list our top 10 cameos. Jump the uh, shark. If you don't know, I think we all know, but jump the shark comes from that moment happy in days, happy days yeah. where they all went to Hawaii together and, uh, on water. Oh, I didn't know they did. They didn't even go to Hawaii, wasn't it? Didn't they just like set up a thing in Al's parking lot? Is that right? Is that right? I gotta look that up now because I'm thought remembering they were on vacation it. somewhere, and that was the. I it doesn't matter. The point is um, on water skis. I don't know how you do it on water skis in a parking lot either. Right? You gotta be on have a boat and all that stuff. Um, 
Fonzie's does this stunt where he jumps over the sh a shark on water skis, and it was considered where Happy Days went from being a good show to being a bad show. It's the moment, the fulcrum upon which that happens. In of course, that that's literally jumping a shark. In law, in um, L.A. Law, which was a great show, um, Rosalind Shays, the lawyer who's making a hostile takeover of the firm, played by the great. Um, person whose name I can't remember, she falls down an elevator shaft. <laughs> yes. And that's that's the jump the shark moment. So there's some really fun ones. I mean, in TV, there really are moments where you're like, that's where you went wrong. I mean, that there you go. You did the bad thing. And, and that is a fun topic. The list of them. Oh. It's fun because we could go online and just find a list of them. We wouldn't even have to dream them up and just react to all of them, which would be kind of groovy. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it, it they went to California. Okay. Well, either way, it was a. Yeah. It was. It was. They, right. they were already in California. Of course, they were in Milwaukee, but they were actually yeah. in California shooting the show. Yeah, Rick, so this Richie was an episode where they went outside the studio but shot on yeah. location. R Richie had to decide to either take a, like a five year deal in in Hollywood or go to the University of Milwaukee, something like that. They were the same after that thing. Uh, we're gonna. No, we're gonna do and, a... and there are other moments too, like when did Ted McGinley join the show? That's a yep. big moment Ted, where yep. something went wrong on your show. What's your yeah, do you have a cousin Oliver moment? Mm. Um uh here's uh yeah, we're gonna do top ten cameos um in films. Uh this one will get done at some point uh, in some way. Dance yeah, it would be, have sequence. to be like top 50 cameos because how long are we going to get spent? Oh, on yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, no, this next one will be, definitely be done. It's best dance sequence in a non-musical film. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Um, let's see. There are top lines after someone kills someone. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, yeah. Blow off some steam, Bennett. Um, well, that's the best because it's the worst. Yeah, stick around. It's not uh, that bad. Simple, straight to the point. No pun intended. Uh, Trish, Trish has pitched this one a couple times. Are the top character entrances? Oh yeah, like that's the first a good one. That's a good a one, except it. Except that my mind goes, yeah. How many entrances yeah. are there? Like, how? What do I have to evaluate to come up with something resembling a definitive list of that? That's right. a, it's an intimidating subject, and yet it's a great idea. There, a lot mm -hmm. of these really do fit that pattern. You know. Yep. All my favorite sequences um, in films are dance sequences, so that would be a fantastic one where I'd just be tripping over myself with love. Yeah, there's nothing more. There's nothing more cinematic than when the music kicks up and people dance. I mean, there's nothing more yeah. cinematic than that. That it, it's that's it's especially in a non-musical. Especially in a well, non-musical. We've talked about them in a few. We talked about the one, my couple of my favorites. The one in Legend it's, it's, mm -hmm. just takes my breath away. The one in um, in it's Fisher King. It's, yep. I want my whole life to be that dance sequence in Fisher King. I want to feel that way at some point. I just find that to be miraculous and glorious and wonderful. Um, yep. So there's there's a whole bunch, but those are top two that come to mind. Sorry to go back a couple of steps. No, no, no. It's all good. Uh, we like like with the sword fights. We're uh, uh, gonna do gunfights at some point. It's a good one. We're gonna do. Shootouts, uh, West, just Western shootouts alone. We yeah, can. Western shootouts, yeah. Uh, uh, I won't commit to this, but if you want to see a great one in an underrated movie, check out the shootout at the end of Open Range. That's a good shootout. Really, really good. Um, we are going to do the top Star Wars battles. Mm -hmm. um, 
ten, going kind of like worst li- worst lines of dialogue and otherwise good movies. Uh, we were going to do um, like ten seconds that are awesome and otherwise mediocre or bad films. Um, so kind of the other it's a great other idea. Way. If I could think of 10 of them, I would do it. Oh, I swear. It's, it's That's a, a hard, it's I, a tough one. you can kind of think of a couple. I know they're out there. There's a hundred of them out there. Right. But what mm-hmm. are they? That's you. That's a research project that is difficult to Google. And that yeah. is why it gets put on the back burner basically. Um, but how do we get here? We get to these topics by throwing out a bunch of absolute nonsensical ramblings. Um, and so I thought that would be the best, that'd be the best way to end this show is, nice. uh, uh, <laughs> is some of the topics that have been thrown out are best Anthony Quinn accents. <laughs> the, the, uh, our favorite lost ripoffs. Um, oh, there were a bunch our, of those, man. Everybody wanted to be the next lost and didn't really yep. appreciate what the responsibility of creating loss really was. Yeah. Our favorite old people who grow younger and then go off into space. <laughs> <laughs> our, this one was good. our top five hunger game movies. One of them is bound to be a huge surprise. <laughs> Did I write that? You wrote that. Oh, one. that's awesome. Sometimes I'm even funnier than me. That makes oh, me, that, my own joke is making me laugh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, to, uh, see our favorite treehouse of horror bits. Our top oh, ten good. South um, top ten South American political dramas. <laughs> um, there are many like to choose one. from. <laughs> uh, top ten. This is this one's it. Top ten grumpy Wilford Brimley line readings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wilfred Brimley, God bless yeah, you. Yeah, that one brings me joy. Uh, we didn't see Ron. Uh, this was legit thrown out. I uh, again, I don't know if this was. I I may have thrown this out, and I don't know if I was uh, for real or if I was joking. Uh, doing a doing a deep dive into Ron Perlman films. Yeah. Um, we uh, critique our favorite critics. Top five movies that start with the letter X. Uh, uh, 90s movies with sting songs for the closing credits. <laughs> uh, there are a bunch of those. Holy smoke. Yep. <laughs> top movie viruses scarier than the coronavirus. Uh, top 10 Fletch disguises. <laughs> That's awesome. And, Fletch is super and, good. And the five best Topol belly laughs. <laughs> <laughs> which you you wrote them up do you want to hear your top did five i really belly I actually yep. made the list all right you made the I list have no number of this whatsoever so this will all be new to me yep number five is galileo <laughs> number four is the topo belly laugh this is what i was doing when you logged on earlier and i was trying to find topo uh-huh. uh listening to topo things i was trying to find these laughs number five is galileo number four is winds of war <laughs> Number three is Topol's Belly Laugh and For Your Eyes Only. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then number two is Fiddler on the Roof. And number one Topol Belly Laugh is, of course, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Everything um, that comes out of his mouth in Flash Gordon is money. <laughs> uh, last week, we came up with best hats. Uh, best hats in film that you and I couldn't pull off, or we would discuss whether we could pull off those. Not hats bad. Or not. 
I would like to do the everlasting legacy of William Hootkins. Of who? William Hootkins. Look him up. William Hootkins. All right. Let me write that down here, William. Uh, and then you have the idea you kept pressing me on, and you've pressed this on me a couple times. 120 Billy Joel songs in 120 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and that, you know, it can be done. Is, I mean, I, I don't think anyone wants us to do that, but, it, but someday think of we'll the have discipline a involved. Yeah. We, some, yeah. We have to sit here with a stopwatch and just moving on every, every time. And, you know, you got to make the list so that you can read it. You don't want to be trying to remember them in between segments. That'd be a big waste of time. But you make the list. I'm telling you, we have something to say. This is what's fun about this idea. You and I both have something to say about every single one of those songs. Every single it's one true. of them. The, from the biggest hit to the most obscure other, you know, thing. Um, And it covers every song. He has a song for every minute of a two-hour time period. Whereas every, I, there'd be other artists that would be hard to do that with. He's one we could, it could actually be accomplished. And it might, it just might, it might not, but it might be entertaining. <laughs> Maybe. Um, there was a TikTok, uh, like a TikTok sort of meme or TikTok trend thing that was going around uh, where uh, some, somebody posed um, the song Piano Man is actually about Billy Joel performing in a gay bar that he doesn't know is a gay bar. It works on that level. <laughs> and it, it absolutely works. And then I guess um, that would make Zanzibar a song where Billy Joel is performing in a gay bar that he knows is a gay bar. Is a gay bar. That's true. That's true. Um, and then uh, just dear listener, I also don't want you to, to think that I've forgotten. I still have many questions for Ryan from Dr. Clock's Time Gorious Man Scra Mind Scrabula. <laughs> so there are many other, I do still have questions. So we will I miss, I, I, you know what? I didn't realize till I tripped over it by accident. There's a graphic that you created for I Have a Question. Yes. I've never, there's, I never saw I, that. I didn't know that. The graphic makes there's it. There's been a couple. The graphic makes it even better. It's really fun. There's been a, I, I, that's gone through a couple, uh, a couple permutations. Uh, this last one, the, I have a question one. I'm pretty happy with, I'll probably keep that one. Um, I want do to do, I, we haven't done end segments, I guess. Cause yeah, I talk about Peter Hyams and I go over time. So we kind of can't <laughs> have them, but yeah. we are, what we call our B segments are one of the funnest things about the show. So, and this whole show, while not a B segment, definitely was a hodgepodge of stuff. Yep. That we hope is was diverting enough. I tried to squeeze in some substance when it came to me, and I hope that helped. Yeah. So don't you know we have we have. Uh, I have a question. And we don't. Have, we'll have that. We still have. Uh, I don't know. What do you do? Cool. We still have. We can. We got the. Uh, let's see. Video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. When. So we got the Ryan's video corner. We have. I got to shorten this. Yep, I got to shorten that at some yeah, point. Yeah, we have. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, the best one. The best theme. Is it? Bye, bye, bye. Yep. It's the best. Uh, we have. Uh, let's see, am I forgetting? Oh, wait, movie club. We got hot takes. The first rule of yep. movie club is. 
Yeah, we have that. Oh, how about some hot takes? Where's the hot take? Oh, we have the countdown, which we heard we heard that last week. Um, and then um, oh my gosh, where is uh, tape rewind? What do you do? Let's get let's get some hot takes. Let's get some hot takes. Yep. Um, sometimes so, the world uh, conspires for you. Yep. And I find that if you really do try and do art. Not that my hot takes jingle is art necessarily, but it's an artistic endeavor and it's in support of a pro artist thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just, it works. You've got this song, you want to use it, and you've got a guy saying, let's get some hot takes on the internet in some non entertainment related hot take thing, some sort of accounting thing. Yep. And him saying that fits the music perfectly. And when you drop it in, when you cut and paste the waveform into the sound editor, you did it in exactly the perfect place on the first try. <laughs> well, there you go. It's no, it, if you want, it makes me if, so happy. If you want art, if you want art created from where nothing existed before and art was created, that's this one. I mean, this is just myself. I know, but it's the song behind it, it's the animal noises. Uh, but the animal noises yeah. are from Jim Cramer. Like all those sounds are Jim Cramer sounds. If there's well, anything I brought to that, it was the the ticker thing, because I didn't write the song and the Jim yeah. Cramer clips with the bull and the bear and the buy and the sell. That's I don't recommend anyone tracker. watch Jim Cramer, but we we no. owe that idea and that sound clip entirely to him and his show. Okay, which really, in my fair. opinion, was the first sound effect heavy clippy podcast even though it was on cable news the first podcast sort of ever so he gets he gets a little credit for that as well there you go treating um treating something like the u.s economy like a big fat joke is is not to be admired but (laughs) whatever um all right folks if you have listened to this show uh if you've made it all the way through um, and there's a subject that was not brought up and you're like, whoa, hey, hey, ho, 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 you got to put this on the list. Um, uh, it, or did, did our list inspire something from you that we're like, oh, you know what you could do? Or if you, if you have a way in on some of these other things, if you have a way for us to go. And I did also, one of the other subjects subject is top five shows of the movie show with Joel and Ryan. That was one that we, um, but if you have a way in on that, please, you, you well, should feel free to let us a know. a movie show with Joel and Ryan as a clip show from a sitcom, from an old sitcom is definitely something <laughs> yes, we thought of. That was, we, we talked about that. But, of, of, but as funny as that is, it, it's super funny. It would get old too quickly, I think, to really work as a show. But it's such mm-hmm. a great idea to just, we don't have a show this week, so let's just do 10 minutes of us <laughs> sitting there going, Remember that time that we and then, talked about yeah. whatever, and then just yeah, I think go I have show that. a clip from another show. Yeah. Uh, also, that would be harder to edit and put together than an actual show, so it wouldn't be like having a week off. So it wouldn't. Serve no, it would be an extra. Purpose. Yeah, it would be an extra. That would be extra hard work. But uh, it's a but, neat idea. Oh, might be worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, yes, please feel free to reach out to us at the movie show with Joel and Ryan page on Facebook. 
the and on uh, on YouTube. If you're watching this uh, this video version, please like and subscribe there. Uh, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, uh, TikTok at Ask Joel and Ryan. Um, and uh, what am I saying? Forgetting Ask Joel and Ryan at gmail.com is our email address. You should feel free to uh, to reach out to us. Send us ideas. Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions, your queries, your comments. Um, we will be happy to uh to talk to you do you want to be a guest on the show hey do you want to be a guest on the show uh make your case uh make your case as to why you should be a guest on this show with us and we will treat you you've seen the way we treat our guests are we treat our guests great you know what the really good news is and i know you're wrapping this up oh yeah we got no we got we have but the really good news is we've just we've finally it's been difficult especially for me early this year um but we finally set up uh, we've started the ball rolling on a bunch of great guest appearances that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have uh, uh, Maz back on the show, which I'm super excited about. Um, Brian, yep, Dr. we Maz. haven't seen in a while. Uh, we, I think we're going to get them together, which is really yep. super cool. Yep. We're going to have like new that's... double features with Rob and Michael. Uh, we got a couple mm-hmm. of deep dives that we're going to do that, that Michael might be involved. We got P- Professor Rob is going to put on his robe for us and take us back to some classic cinema, which we've been reticent to talk about. But you can tell mm-hmm. just now when we talked about 1939 that, you know, we're ignoring almost a whole hog, an entire era of film where there's tons and tons of classic stuff and tons yeah. of classic stuff that because it wasn't the number one film of 1945 or whatever, uh, could be rediscovered with the help of somebody like Rob. So that's stuff that we, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of assignment stuff, more movie club as always, which is always welcome and useful. Yep. And we got an interview with a really renowned actor coming up. which is going to be super neat for everybody to see. Uh, so there's a lot to be excited about this season. I know we're here into episode 11, so we've already had an okay season, but Things are coming yeah. that are going to be a little more interactive. And Joel is right. If anybody ever wants to be a part of that, join the club. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we, cause we love you guys. We love you dearly. We really do. That's true. And, uh, yep. And so, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, just, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you listening to our show. We appreciate your support. We appreciate, um, the kind words when you, uh, have a moment and you feel so moved to uh to tell us that you're listening it means the world to us um thank you for this little uh uh dive into a little behind the scenes a little bit of how the sausage is made uh we hope you uh enjoyed it we hope that we um have piqued your interest at some of the stuff that we are still hoping to talk about um and and possibly some of these things uh you may hear these topics uh come up again in the very short term you may uh see variations on these things as we uh go hmm there's something there but how do we figure out how to how how are we going to talk about it and what can we do to put our particular spin on it um but yeah but again we really appreciate you we appreciate every time uh you guys listen to our show every time we get that little listen to tally uh, warms the cockles of our hearts. No doubt. Um, so, uh, all right, everybody. Thank you all so much. Until next time. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to The Movie Show with Joel and Ryan. Remember, all views and opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the speaker and do not represent those people, institutions, or organizations that the speaker may or may not be associated with, unless explicitly stated. None of these views and opinions were intended to malign or deceive. And now, here's the producers, circa 1982, to play us out. <laughs>